And welcome this, to part two of this episode of Fearless Mentor Tony. I wanted to thank, I wanted to welcome more people into the live chat. Ron Chess, Kathy Forehead, Donna Nolan, all my peeps. Boing boom. Nice to see everybody in the live chat. And I have, I'm going to address a few more things before I take some questions on this part of the show. And uh, the next thing I wanted to get into was the, the, my my article about Juju Smith Schuster and his selflessness, and I think a lot of people took that the wrong way. I think a lot of people were were they read the headline and they thought, oh, he he's he thinks that we, meaning the fans, want Juju to be a diva. That's not what I was trying to get at. I was basically what I was trying to say is if you if you watch how people respond online to things, it's almost like they want to be angry about something. Like I always, I always get these. Uh, whenever I write a controversial uh, ta- article about something, people always say, "Why do we have to read a, read this kind of stuff? Why why don't you focus on the good things?" And then you write a, a positive article, and it gets no 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 traction. But you write a, a negative article, and people are all over it. The, the, no matter what the topic is, it, it, it's a top. It could be a topic that they claim they don't they don't want to talk about. So my point with Juju is. He has he's given no indication up up to now. I mean, you know, the story through the first five games, he he's even though he's basically their leading receiver, Chase Claypool's been getting all the attention because he's been so productive. He has 335 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, he's the he's a major candidate for rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, whatever. I don't know how if they divide that up, but he's definitely a candidate for that award. And so people are just waiting for for Smith Schuster to to turn into this diva like Antonio Brown was and like, like some, a lot of receivers have, 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 you know, that kind of behavior over the years. And like my, my, my thought was what, why are you waiting for that? He's given no indication so far during his career that he's anything but a team guy. And yeah, he, he might, I know he annoys people a lot with his, with his uh, social media stuff, you know, that was a, a fun thing in 2017. Now it's like, Oh my God, this is why this guy doesn't get ahead. You know, it's kind of, a lot of people still love that, but a lot of people have, have gotten off of that bandwagon and now use that as a uh, way to criticize him. So, but, but he's always been a team player. And, and I think a, a wide receiver, any wide receiver, diva, or no diva, it, you know, is in a no win situation because, if he doesn't produce, and people are like, "Well, why aren't you? Why aren't you you're producing? You want all this money. You want this 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 uh, big contract, but you're not producing. I, I don't, you know, you, you don't deserve that kind of money." But if if he gets mad that he's not a major focal point of the offense, and people call saying they say he's being selfish, you know. But my my question is, why wouldn't why why would a, why wouldn't any receiver want to be productive? Like that's what you do. That's what you that's your, your number one job is, is to produce. And if you're not producing, if, if they're not like, I used to play flag football and I sucked, but I, I, I still wanted to get the ball all the time. And if I, if I wasn't a focal point of my quarterback, if he wasn't looking at me and I'm like running downfield with my, I, I might as well like pull out a flare to get his attention. You know, I, I would get mad, you know? So why wouldn't a, a, a player of, of Juju's, caliber not want the ball you know and if he's getting double teamed and and triple teamed and opening things up for other receivers great you know i mean that's that's great but i'm i'm assuming he's pretty at least internally he's frustrated 
by not getting the ball. And he should be frustrated by that because that's, that's what receivers do. They catch the ball. And if they, and if you're not doing that, you know, I mean, like I, I laugh, like when I think back to like the nineties, I'm watching a lot of these games now because uh, of the retro show and, you know, players like, like Mark Bruner, who was the number one pick tight end and, and Charles Johnson, who was the number one pick as a receiver. I forgot all about this. You know, it, I had to refresh my memory, but those guys that they, they came in, and, and Cower used him as like, like a uh, offensive lineman practice. He was so into running the football, you know, they had Jerome Bettis and that kind of thing. And there were, there were years when, when Mark Bruner was basically a, 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 uh, a sixth offensive lineman and Charles Johnson, you know, like I remember watching a, a, a sports segment where they did nothing but highlight his blocking. And I'm sure they didn't come into the NFL thinking, Ooh, I, I want to be a blocker. You know, they probably wanted to be Pro Bowl receiver, you know, a Pro Bowl tight end and a Pro Bowl receiver. So, you know, I, I don't think we should fault a receiver for, for being frustrated with not getting the ball. I think I, I've heard Magic Johnson say this. I've heard Terry Bradshaw say this. Any, any athlete that says he doesn't care about his stats is lying. They all want to produce. They all want to have stats. Yeah, they want to win. But, you know, they, they don't want to just like be – be uh bystanders they don't they don't just want to be just um on the outside looking in where everybody else is producing and they're just they're just uh one of the guys i mean they, they everybody wants to feel like they're contributing you know like um uh it's like we want them to again to, to, to circle it back we want them to be team players but we also want to criticize them when they don't produce so i uh that's all i meant by that article is is we shouldn't sit around waiting for, for Juju to turn into a diva. You know, if he does, okay, he does. But, but up to, up to now we have, we haven't seen any indication that, that he's that kind of guy. So that's pretty much all I wanted to say about that. And now I'm going to talk a little bit about the Titans and then I'll take some questions and what a game this is shaping up to be five and O versus five and O. First time the Steelers are 5-0 since 1978. I didn't even care about football back then. I didn't even I, – I used to see the uh, United Way commercials where they would show highlights of Super Bowl X, I think, uh, between the Steelers and, 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 and the Cowboys. And I was so into Star Wars because Star Wars was big in those days, of course, and I was five, six, seven years old, five, six years old, whatever I was. And I was conditioned to believe that that anybody wearing white was the good guy and anybody dressed in black because the Darth Vader was the bad guy. So I, I used to root for the Cowboys when I would, when I would see highlights. That's how, that's how little I cared about the Steelers back then or, or football in general. So that's a, that's a long time. But anyway, before I get, get to that, it's important that I bring up this uh, $5 super chat question from Dave Shipley. And thank you for the, uh, for the donation, Dave. And here, here's what he has to say. Do what you do. You're a great writer and awesome host lane on the, QB with Nelson slot again. Yep. That's, uh, that's uh, back to Devin Bush. That's one of the, uh, one of the many ways because Mike Hilton is not playing on Sunday I and mean, he's a valuable member of, the, of that defense and he'll be out and he, you know, he's a, he's a great at the line of scrimmage. He's obviously a great blitzer and he's great in run support. So, you know, in addition to Devin Bush, they're going to be missing, missing, uh, Mike Hilton who has a shoulder injury. So that's going to be, uh, that's going to be interesting to see how the defense responds. But, but back to the uh, to the to the Steelers and Titans. Um, I, I have no 
uh, no doubt that the Steelers, Steelers are going to score points. I really do think they're going to put up a lot of points because the the, the the Titans' defense really isn't isn't that great. They if they only have six or seven seven um, sacks all year. They don't really put much pressure on a the quarterback. They they give up like twenty six points a game, twenty eight points a game, something like that. So I think they're you could score on them, and and you know they're they have Malcolm Butler, but they don't have really many many playmakers on that defense. So. I think you can exploit them on the ground and through the air, but they do take the football away a lot. So ball control is going to be uh, going to be key. You know, as far as stopping their offense, yikes! I mean, uh, Derrick Henry, uh, the two tight ends, AJ Brown, the receiver, and I think Tannehill's a really good quarterback. I mean, he has thirteen touchdowns and only two interceptions, and they, they only they've only turned the ball over three times through five games. So it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. I think obviously the key and, you know, here's another, uh, uh, duh comment from me, but the key is to stop Derrick Henry, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident that they can, I don't, I don't think he's going to get 200 yards like he did last week against the, uh, who they play the Texans, but I think he's going to, he's, he's going to have a, have his, uh, have his, have a pretty decent day, but will it be enough to beat the Steelers? I don't know. I, I kind of have a feeling the Titans are going to win this game, but Nothing would shock me. I mean, I, I've been saying all week that I think I think Pittsburgh's going to lose, but I mean, the Steelers throughout history, both with Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin, have won these kind of games. So that w- it wouldn't shock me if they won. No, no, no outcome is going to shock me either way. So I, I just think it's 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 an exciting um, matchup that we get that you know few fans this year are going to get the. It, it, uh, fans of any team are going to are going to get the uh, experience. Uh, two undefeated football teams uh, in October uh, go, going at it. So, you know, it, it's not going to be the end of the world if they lose. But you know, I wouldn't declare them Super Bowl champions either if they won. But uh, you know, it's just uh, my advice is just to in, 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 enjoy it because these are these are rare, awesome matchups. So, I mean, you know, I, back in. 2005 or four, I watched the Steelers beat up on the uh, Patriots and the Eagles in back-to-back weeks. Just They were both undefeated. They came to town in back-to-back weeks with undefeated records and Pittsburgh just beat them up. But those were the two teams that played each other in the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's not, it's not only one game. It's not, it's not a, it's not a playoff game, but it is an exciting, it's an exciting uh, matchup to have in, at the end of October. So I'm really looking forward to it. So, with that, I will end the show, but final 10 minutes of taking some questions. And here's a comment from Dave Shipley. 42-17, is that uh, for the Steelers? Wow, that would be quite the, uh, quite the uh, development. I'm sure we would all, we'd all sign up for that. Here's, what, uh, here's a comment from Ezra. Sam Darnold is back up in 2021. I know there's been a recent USC quarterback curse, but Sam Darnold can ball. Yeah. Well, uh, the Jets are in in contention for for the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, being being that they are uh, winless so far. So they're the the front runner. And even though they they drafted uh, Darnold pretty highly in 2018, or pretty high in 2018. Uh, things haven't quite worked out, but I remember when Sam Darnold was kind of like the Trevor Lawrence of college football and, and everybody <laughs> wanted, wanted uh, 
his services. So I think it's it's. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm the the Jets. I I, I realize that's that Trevor Lawrence is a, an exceptional talent, but if I'm the Jets, you invested high in a in a in a quarterback. You know, I, I think you you owe it to him to surround him with talent because I think bringing Trevor Lawrence into that mess and expecting him to be any much better than Sam Darnold, I, I think you're you're only fooling yourselves. But I mean, if the Steelers can get their hands on Sam Darnold somehow, hey. You know, you're looking for Ben's heir apparent. Uh, you know, he, he's going to retire at some point. You might as well just just take as many flyers on players as you can. I mean, they you know, Mason Rudolph. They they drafted him in the third round, hoping that he would possibly be that guy. And who knows? Maybe he st- he'll still be that guy. They they brought back Josh Dobbs. Uh, they, they had a half a year with with Devlin Hodges in 2019. So who knows? There's been talk about them training for Dwayne Haskins at some point, which I don't. I mean, again. I don't, you know, people are 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 are, are worried about the heir apparent to Ben, and if, if they get Sam Darnold in here, great. If they get Dwayne Haskins in here, great. But my opinion has always been they're going to find Ben's heir apparent when Ben retires, and not on one moment. If they if they stumble upon him before that, great. But I don't think they're actively actively really going to to make a like sacrifice a whole lot to to find that guy now. If they can get Sam Darnold for a for a song, if they can get Dwayne Haskins for a song, great. But other than other than the proverbial flyer, I don't I don't see them making a concerted effort to get to get um, Ben's heir apparent until he's gone. I, I joked last week that people have been wanting Steelers to groom a, a successor to Ben for like ten years. I mean, that guy would be in his thirties now and pr- probably pretty darn angry if he was still on the bench behind Ben. So anyway, let's see what else we have here. Here's a comment from Mule Skinner. Uh, there, here we go. Sorry about that. The Dolphins reg- will regret that decision to make two other starter. I mean, yeah, they're contending, but is Ryan? How far are they going to go anyway? Right. I mean, I, I realize Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, is have is off to a great start, but this is this is this is his mo. He has great stretches and then he fizzles out, and their future is Tua. And, and, you know, the sooner you get a quarterback like that in the lineup, the better, I think, I think you want to, you want to throw him in and people think that you can, it goes back to grooming. People think, Oh, let him, let him sit on the bench and learn. But I think in most cases you're, you're better off putting a young quarterback in there and letting him grow with the team. You know, I realize it's been a struggle for Sam Darnold, but not everybody's going to have that tough of a situation as, as Sam Darnold is having right now. I think the Dolphins are a, a, a much better team. If, if they can grow, if Tua can grow with them, then great. I think that's what you have to do. I think because that, that position is so important. And if you're talking about, for example, getting rid of a Sam Darnold just three years after, after drafting him, that shows you how important it is to get that position right. So uh, the sooner they can find out about Tua, the better. And plus, he's left-handed. So I'm sorry, Mule, but I'm a lefty. I got a roof for the guy. I want him in there. You know, I, I don't think there's there, there are any in the NFL right now other than him. So we'll see what happens with that. Grooming work for Mahomes. <laughs> he was he, Mahomes was good. This is I'm sorry. I, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm talking about a comment, but I'm not I'm not um, highlighting it. Let's see if we can go find that. It's from Steelers Pittsburgh. Grooming work for Mahomes. Mahomes was going to be good if he would have started from day one. He just happened to be behind Alex Smith. 
but but if he would have started from from day one, he, he would have been great. He he did not. He's not a great quarterback because he sat on the bench for a year. He's a great quarterback because he's a great quarterback. That's just my opinion, anyway. Here's one from Ron Chess. Tony, do you think with Hilton out, we see Sean Davis on defense? I I would hope so. I, I don't think the inactives have, have been announced yet, but I think you have to you have to reinforce that that the secondary with as much talent as you can. And, and Sean Davis has a lot of experience, so I think he would be a valuable asset for them. I realize he hasn't played a whole lot this year, but he's played in their system for he played in their system for four years prior to, to this year. He really hasn't missed a beat with the team. He, he just missed an offseason until the you know, he signed with Washington and then Washington cut him and now he's back. So I think you have to at least have him active. Uh, you know, I realize Kim Sutton's going to be the, the slot corner and, and, and someone mentioned uh, Justin Lane as uh, being able to maybe play somebody outside. Hey, if Justin Lane's ready, great. I hope, I hope, I hope he is. I mean, you're, he's, he's part of their future. He's a former third round pick. So let's see here. Here's one from Donald Nolan. I can highlight that. Question for Tony. What happened to Friday shows? Well, I don't think they're doing those anymore. I think they're, uh, well, they're doing them, but I think they're, they're taping them audio only. And uh, I think the touchdown under show is taped on Friday for Saturday, but I could be wrong. I, I, I'm not sure, but, but we, we, we always have content available on Fridays. It's just, I don't think we have it on YouTube. We just have it on, on, on the uh, audio platforms. So I think that's, that's, that's why I know Lance was, was doing Friday shows. But 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 he he left a while ago. So um, they I think the touchdown under show sort of took took that took its place. But but they they do that audio only. They they do, you know they do that in Australia. They tape that in Australia and they and they do it. You know they're like twelve hours ahead of us. So I I don't think they can really do a live show. So that's why they, I think that's that's the uh, that's what they're doing. But but I'll look into that more for you. Here's one from here's a comment from Don Nolan. Lane played outside last week against the Browns. Nelson moved to slot for that play. Well, there you go. There you go. So hopefully that's uh that's uh here's a uh, here's a, a comment from uh my friend Terry, T Money. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. Always nice to have an Aaron parent in in today's quarterback economics. That's that's true, but that's only that's that's a good point, Terry, but that's only one one or there's only a few examples of that. Usually you don't you don't get that lucky. I mean, to have a to have an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, replace a uh, uh, Brett Favre. I mean, that's the dream. That's the dream. I mean, you, 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 re- and Steve Young replacing Joe Montana. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. I mean, I, I if they, hey, if they can, if they can find a guy like that before Ben leaves, I'll sign my name in blood. But it's just, it's just the chances of that happening are, are pretty slim. I, again, I think, I think it, the minute Ben retires, they're just gonna, they're gonna find his heir apparent, put him in there, like, like. The Dolphins are doing with Tua and, and see, see what happens. Here's a here's a uh, another one from Donald. Is Waitman the punter this week? I think it's going to be Jordan Berry. Uh, I think they're just waiting for him to clear the uh, the COVID protocol. I think that's what what what, what the deal is. And then I think he's going to sign. He was supposed to sign on Saturday, from what I read. And, and then I think he'll be he'll be in there uh, on Sunday. That's that's my guess. Um, but, but you never know how these things can go. Um, honestly, I don't really, I mean, I've seen the Steelers win the Super Bowl with, with, uh, Mitch Berger and Paul Ernster as their punters and they were horrible. <laughs> and in the seventies, Bobby Walden was their punter for the first couple of Super Bowls and he wasn't that great. And then I've seen them not even make the Super Bowl with, with really great punters like, uh, 
like Harry Newsom, I don't know if any, any of the uh, longtime fans remember him, or Josh Miller was the greatest Steelers punter I've ever seen, and they never made a Super Bowl with him. So, I mean, obviously, punting is important, but it's not it's not like critical in the grand scheme of grand scheme of things. I mean, uh, you know, I, it's like just Dustin Colquitt was a 15 year vet and they signed him and nobody batted an eye. I mean, a running back, the second he reaches the age of 25, people are ready to send him out to pasture. So, you know, I think, you know, if it's not Jordan Barry or, or Waitman, it'll be somebody else, you know? So here is, See if I can find some a few more. Then I will call it a day. This has been a fun show. Here's a uh, comment from B. Williamson about Jordan Barry. He's slated to play. Yeah, I think I think he is. And uh, let's see, if we can take a couple more. Let's see if I can find some new ones here. Ezra, here's a prediction from Ezra. Although uh, Pittsburgh 26, run and shoot 17. I don't know if, if, that's, if you're referring to tomorrow's game, but I don't think the the the, the great thing about the, the Titans and where I think the Steelers uh, might be okay with, with, even though they're missing Devin Bush and Mike Hilton, is they're a really straight up traditional offense. I mean, they really just, you know, a lot of two tight end sets. You know, they, 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 they don't try to fool you. I mean, you, they, they, you know what you're getting with them. You're getting a, a lot of Derrick Henry, um, Mike, Mike Tomlin said in his press conference on, on Tuesday, yeah, they're going to punch you in the mouth. So, but, you know, I think, I think the Steelers, you know, can contain him and, and they're going to be missing. I've spent so much time talking about uh, Devin Bush and his, his loss, but they lost their best lineman, offensive lineman, their left tackle, Taylor Luan, Luan, he left with a knee injury at season ending. He's done. He, he's out for the year with a season ending knee injury. So, you know, they're going to be scrambling to replace him. So, Maybe that's how maybe that's how uh, Bud Dupree feasts tomorrow or eats, as they say nowadays. Maybe he uh, he takes advantage of that of that uh, whoever they have at left tackle. So you know, they're dealing with some issues too. So I think you know the Steelers can can score points against Tennessee. The, the only question is, can they slow down Derrick Henry and those tight ends and AJ Brown, and can they get the Ryan Tannehill, who's a very efficient quarterback? He doesn't get a lot of respect, including for me. I've never been a big fan, but maybe maybe he's about to earn some. We'll see. Here's a comment from Ron Chess. Uh, pass rush gets to Tannehill. I, I hope so. Dave Shipley again. Here's another one. Opening drive TD. He's asking that question of me. Hey, hasn't happened since 2018. So uh, I hope so, but... The good thing about about this team is it hasn't happened through five games, and yet they're averaging third almost or over thirty one points a game. So, you know, big picture, probably not that big a deal, but it is kind of funny that that it hasn't happened since twenty eighteen. Now, obviously, last year there was a, a, a huge reason why it didn't happen because of Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges and the problems they had on offense. But through five games, for them not to score a TD. Uh, it's kind of funny. It, it probably goes back to a lot of people, a lot of critics, a lot of people who criticize Randy Fickner that maybe the beginning of the game is a little bit too scripted and he wants to stick to that. Those 10 or 15 scripted plays at the beginning of a game. But I mean, of course, a lot of coaches do that. And Dave put in a, uh, a $2 super chat. 
for that. That's how much he wants a an opening drive TD. So for uh, we, we we thank you for the two dollars, Dave. Hopefully, hopefully it'll get off uh, get off to a good start. And here's a comment from Ezra: We will phase Henry out with a double-digit lead by the third quarter. Well, that would that, that's definitely the what you have to do against an offense like that. You want to put them put them um, on their heels and put them behind it and force them to, to to start passing more. I think the the more Tannehill passes, even though he's having a great year, I think the more he can be exposed. So we'll, we'll see. All right. Up with that last question or comment. That's going to be it for today's show and i thank you all for joining me and enjoy sunday's game and and uh please check out again our whole family of podcasts both on youtube and on on any any audio platform you 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 desire to to listen to it on you'll find it so thanks again for 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 joining me and uh go Steelers! have a nice great weekend everybody